Welcome to the Next Generation Podcast. Your hosts are Wazza and Dan. Okay, uh, we're back this week, this prelim final. Dan can't come here because he's on uh, baby duties. Um, and I'm just out of hospital, so that's why we're doing it at the TNG studios instead of the DMAX studios up in Allenbrook. But I'll promise you now, we'll be bringing you a big show for next week's grand final show where we'll be up there with Dan and we'll also be on Radio VCA 88.5 FM around about 7.30. So tune into that 20 minutes or so and we'll be talking about the Eagles grand final, we hope. But anyway, as Dan can't be here, Wayne's here again tonight. How you going, Wayne? Good, was it? How you going, mate? All good. And hopefully Wayne can join us next week up there with uh, Dan and we'll bring you a big show. Um, show's probably not going to be as big tonight, but we'll get through to the main game. But before we get there, I just want to go on about a few things. Um, if we do win, uh, Eagle Air, if you go to Facebook, get onto their Facebook page. And they've got 25 seats left on their chartered flight at $1,360. If you pay $200 deposit, that secures your seat. That's non-refundable, but if you want to get a seat and you haven't, can't get a plane ticket anywhere else, that's where to go, guys. So get onto Eagle Air on Facebook. Um, prelim final coming up, mate. 2002 was... Uh, what am I doing here? I'm trying to read my bloody run sheet and it's not working right. <laughs> Not since the first time since two thousand and two, we haven't had a prelim without Swans, Hawks, or the Cats being in one. Yeah, it's it's um, yeah, it's a big week. I think the AFL obviously want a. They would love a Collingwood Melbourne grand final. Oh, of course they will. Or yeah. Richmond Melbourne. They certainly don't want us there. In it's Melbourne, a, uh, Eagles are the forgotten team. Uh, well, <laughs> newspaper thing the other week they had the four the four big teams playing. They had three players on the front cover, and they were all Melbourne players. Three uh, the uh, Melbourne players. I sort of was a bit sarcastic on Facebook and on Twitter and that about that. But then you look at the West Australian and it's pretty much all West Coast, you know what I mean? You have a little bit here and there, but, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. so I guess that's states, the state papers, so they got to do it. But it is a national competition, so you'd think there'd be a bit more leeway. An interesting fact, if we if we make the grand final, we're the, we're the most successful team since the inception of the AFL to make the grand finals. Oh, that's good. We were the we'll stand alone. Oh, good. Well, so it'd be nice to win it as well. It's not going to be if it's going to be when yeah. we make it. Uh, let's talk a little bit about footy. Um, the AFLX we touched on it, I think, last week or the week before. They come out this week saying that they're going to think about running it as four teams, four franchise teams with four captains, and those four captains pick from a pool of players. Have you heard that? Oh, I did hear something, but I I, I just don't think. I just don't think it's a way to go. I, I, that is a joke. Yeah, I think they're just clutching at straws a bit. And then they're talking about making it more of a rugby field, oh. right, like rugby sevens, more how it's, oh. you know, I just, I think they need to get it, get, maybe scrap it this year, get it, if they want to have it, grab it. Like, like I say, I, 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 if they want to have it, I think it's better for the rookie players. If know, they want to do it like them. that, just have State of Origin. Exactly, And yeah. people will want to play it because yeah. I'm, there's no big name player is going to play a Mickey Mouse little competition AFLX on a square bloody field where it's a catch and run game, mm. um, no tackling. You put State of Origin in it, you'll get the people going to it and you'll get the money through the game. Yeah, you know what that, I mean? It'll um, be a great warm up game before the. And you can, the do it, you can do it over three weeks and you could probably scrap the uh, preseason if you wanted to, if you wanted to be all serious about it. But. Uh, the AFL, I think they're just clutching at straws, throwing things out there and seeing what sticks. Yeah, yeah. Same with the uh, the rules that we talked about last week. Um, we won't go on about them again, but who knows what's going to happen next week. 
when they uh, are after the grand final because I think that's when they decide what's happening because uh, people are going to have to know what they're doing trade-wise and uh, draft-wise and who they pick if they change the rules. Yeah, I, th- I think that once the grand final's finished, it's going to hit hard very quickly. Yeah. Obviously, teams are out of the finals race are really doing a lot of work outside of outside of the game to get players. So, um, yeah, I think there's lots happen in between with the the clubs that are still in the finals that, that we haven't heard about yet, but I reckon it'll hit straight away that week after. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, talk about some trade rumours because this is a silly season and it's, you know, abundant of rumours on the uh, mm. internet. Uh, Paul Connors, that's uh, Andrew Gaff's uh, manager, said he's yet to decide, but he's fully invested in the Eagles. So what does that mean? Well, I mean, I must say, he's, he's always seen him at training and it's great to see him in the coach's box and he looks like he's fully involved, looks happy. But I think he, look, deep down, he must have made up his mind by now. You're not going to make up that. You're not going to make that decision. I, I was thinking maybe after. he's made up his mind, but the Eagles haven't. Mm. Maybe there's a sticking point with you know a lot of contracts have trigger clauses in them and this and that, and I get an extra bit of money if I do this, and if I get an All Australian, I get this and I get that. So maybe it's Eagles holding them back. Yeah, look, if you read what is during the week, money's not the money is not the issue for him. It's what he loves. He, he loves that here. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. But I because um, if money wasn't there, he would have signed. I, I I believe if he really wanted to, start, I, I still think a, a a big factor is his father, his father's yeah. health. I think that could be the the swaying. But if his father had a, if his father was fully healthy and um, didn't have the issue that he's had, I think he he looks to me like he'd love to stay. Yeah. But uh, you hear different things. I mean, I've, you've heard his girlfriend's given up work here and has quit a job. And, oh, you hear yeah, so you hear it's, so many it's different things. It's, it's hard to know. Uh, Lysett, his manager, uh, said he's going to wait to the grand final. And and in Lysett's defence, on the Eagles back chat, he said he will wait to the grand final's over hmm. before he decided. But, you know, where the smoke, there's water, uh, fire. And in Port Adelaide, that's all they're talking about is Scott Lysett. That's a done deal. So, yeah. Um, I'd be very surprised if it, if it's not. So um, I well, think he's he's mad. He's, he's chasing money if he's gone there. Yeah. Oh, no, and look, obviously there's a talk of the St Kilda guy coming over here this week to having a uh, fitness test at the yes. Eagles. And there's oh, uh, Red, uh, the other guy from the Bulldogs was over. Yeah, Roughhead. Yeah, roughhead a few weeks ago. So, yeah, the Eagles must have an idea he is on the move. It's and, either that or they're showing up a second Ruckman. Mm. For you know, who knows? With uh, Nat he's going to be thirty when he comes back. Um, talking about people chasing money, Rory Loeb signalled he wanted to come back, but his first thing that came out was, "I'll go to the highest bidder in the West." Yeah. Now it won't be here. <laughs> I tell you, if I was a football manager at a club, and I think uh, Neil Baum said it on the radio during the week, if anyone come to his club because of the money, he'd tell him to keep walking mm. out the door and keep yeah. finding someone else. Um, that guy there, he's we, we sort of looked at him two years ago, I think. Yep, that's and true. Yeah, before he resigned with Jeddah. for him. His stocks have gone down. He hasn't had that great of two years. Um, my hunch would be he would go to Frio because they need a forward because McCarthy's yeah. absolute crap. But you never know. Um, I just can't see how the Eagles could put foot him in, Tim Kelly, and Mitch McGovern. Because they're the three that have been linked to the Eagles. Yeah. Um, I've got a, a next teammate. It's a good friend of mine that heard down in Albany that Mitch McGovern had 
requested a trade to a couple of the clubs, uh, Carlton and West Coast were two of them. So if you came to West Coast, I just don't know how it'd work because uh, Crows, from all reports, want a round one, uh, top 10 draft pick. So. Yeah. I'd go by all the scribes too. And, and again, I'm listening on a few shows tonight that you know, it's, uh, they reckon it's a done deal. He's going to Carlton and that's it. I, I, I can't see him coming to the Eagles. The Eagles got an abundance of his type of players. I, the Eagles, I understand, and again, through a source I know, is that Tim Kelly's the guy they want. Yeah, no well, qu- he is the guy they're working on for everything. I think it's all going to come down in the next couple of weeks with uh, Geelong's team finish. I can't say too much about it, but I think that might come to a head pretty soon. Uh, I think it's going to be one of those decisions where he's going to have to make that decision. Yeah. And Cats are just going to have to wear the brunt with it or put more money up. Yeah, yeah. And who knows? Um, we'll turn our attentions to the waffle now. Um, the Sandover medal, Jay Bolton, Jai Bolton, won his second Sandover and becomes only the 14th person to win a multiple Sandover. Yeah, he's had a great season. And uh, Kyle Horsley was the massive big tip. And he, uh, you know, the first three games, I was saying Horsley was going to get top vo- poll top votes. And I think he only polled in one of those games. Yeah, and Bolton said he got off to a real slow start and he polled in the first five yeah. that he didn't think he would. So. And then Bolton, in the last, I think, the last four games, he's polled 5-5-4-5. Uh, yeah. uh, so, and then Horsley hasn't polled a vote in the last two games. So, And he yeah. was... He was drafted back in 2010 to the Pies when they were in their premiership year and he probably got there at the wrong time and his own omissions, he probably attacked it in the wrong way and now he's put himself back and he's hoping to get picked up again. Guys like that should be getting looked at, I reckon, and more so now. I think Gold Coast might look at somebody like him. Yeah, I I mean, Gold Coast have been pretty open to say that they're looking at some mature age players ready to go, ready to come into the team. And you look at the VFL as well um, through there, and I was talking to you during the week, guy Sam Collins used to play at uh, Fremantle. I, I was... I was dead set. I couldn't believe they delisted him. Oh, he was a I really good. Defender. fans could. Uh, no, he was a great defender. Well, He's finished third in the JJ Liston Medal. So, and I believe the guy that won. I can't remember who he was. Uh, who he was now, but he's really. They're really keen on. He's a mature age player as well. And Tim Kelly has really opened the door for a lot of these guys to get back into yeah, the, into the system. And Gold Coast come out and said they will take Marlon Pickett hmm. in the draft, which. Bit to my disappointment, I wanted him at the Eagles, but yeah. they said they will pick him unless somebody picks him first. Well, he and left. they've got nine he, picks. So. He was there originally, wasn't he? I think Marlon. That's no, where I don't he, think he was. He's he was. I thought he was already on there. He was on their list. That's he got delisted. We left there. No, no, he hasn't. Never been on one. All right, but um, yeah, I've always just I wanted him on the Eagles list last year. But yeah, if he gets his chance and. Yeah, Gold Coast, I think they've got nine picks, so he'll definitely get picked up. Mm. So that's good. Um, and again, that's the Tim Kelly. He yeah. sort of like played the same role that Tim Kelly left open when he got drafted. So, um, yeah, so we'll talk about the Waffle. We've got the Waffle Grand Final on Sunday. It's the first time Seabee's got all three teams in since 1995. Yeah. And they lost all those. Right, yeah. Oh, they're a great club. I can't, look, I can't see them losing the, the, no, the they, big I, one. No, I can't see them losing. And for Eagles uh, fans, if you want to get down there, the reserves is on first at 840 and Callan England will be playing in the reserves. Taya Bayok might be and Ryan Burrows. So they'll get a chance right. to get a flag for mm. East Perth and getting a bit more. They're the only other three guys that can actually play for East Perth. Yep. So that could be a little bit of thing if you're into that. Um, and, yeah, the Colts is CB versus Swans. 
I'm going for West Perth because I'm a Falcon head, so yeah. <laughs> even though I can't see him winning, but it would be good to be upset, Subi, you have undefeated, being unbelievable. Yeah. Mm. I think West Perth may have played the grand final last week. If West Perth, anyone connected to West Perth, just go back and watch the 95 grand final, see the echo, we're red hot favourites, big fire at the start of the game, Paul Mifker and Todd Curley against Jason Heatley and Carl Langan. And that one, West Perth, the grand final. Right. So let's history repeat itself. Yeah, it could, could be on. <laughs> He'll be the blame. And I'm not condoning violence in any way. But <laughs> right, let's get up to some AFL games. It's the final siren. All right, we're going to talk about the games uh, that were played last week. We're briefly going to go over the semi-finals. Um, Hawthorne and Melbourne played in the first one, and uh, Melbourne got over the line 16 8, 104 to 10 11 to Hawthorne 71. Gunson got three goals, and for Melbourne, uh, McDonald got four, and Wiedemann got two, Brayshaw got two. Um, it was one of those games where I think Hawks challenged the D's all night, but this errors cost them the game. Oh, yeah, Gunston, I think he kicked three goals, five for the night, three goals, six. He missed that. Obviously, that that, that missed that sitter running in, and he uh, the hit the handball post. in uh, the yeah. last quarter when it went to Sicily. That was a that was a turning that was a point. Turning point. That, I, I think the turning point is when he hit the post. He was running into an open goal. Uh, he went to screw it instead of just kicking straight. Yeah. Hit the post. Uh, that got turned around. They goaled out of that, yeah. and then uh, I think the next play is when the handball yeah, the mistake. Handball. Wait, mistake. That, in, that would have been four points difference. Ended up being 16 because it went the other way. Yeah. And, and that was... They just didn't broken. recover. And look, to be honest, all night, I, I didn't think Hawthorne looked like they were challenged, but then Melbourne seemed to have enough, pick up enough to just get back in, in yeah. front. You know, and I, look, I don't think the Mel, Melbourne were played a little bit different game the other night than they did the week before. They weren't as crash and bang as they were against Geelong. They yeah. were a bit more flat running and they had this thing where they think, you know, it's power running all the time. But, you know, they, I don't know, we're... Whether that's going to be enough to uh, topple us this week, uh, time will tell. But I don't think I, I don't think Viney was as strong as he was the week before. McDonald is a real key. He for wasn't them. strong, but he got more of the ball. Yeah, but he Ma- played a different different yeah. game. Oliver wasn't probably as big as what he can be, but he still had a bit of influence on the game because he, he closed Liam Shields down. Yeah. Um, some of the the thing that hurt Hawthorne is all their star players like Burgoyne did nothing in both finals. No, you know what I mean. Um, Roughhead looked a bit, yeah, a bit slower than normal. All the guys that you were expecting to stand up didn't stand no. up. Mitchell um, got gunned Bruce early. Didn't do much in the finals, yeah. um, and it gave me a bit of a, a bit of confidence that if they bought that game Melbourne against Eagles, Eagles are going to kill them. Hmm. But yeah. We know what Melbourne are like, and you can't underestimate no, them. No, um, I mean, Petraka obviously uh, took that sting in the arse he got the week before from Lloyd, yeah. and he played a really top game last week. Played yeah, a he much did. better game. He played a lot better. Um, Ed Wiedemann, I said he had to stand up. Yeah. He didn't do as much. Still got mm. two goals. But McDonald, he's probably been the player of the finals, I think, so far. Yeah, without a doubt. And also, uh, there, you've written down here, Michael Hibbert was great 
in their back line and Neville Jetta they're playing their back line is playing very strong yeah. and Frost is playing very strong at fullback so but they've made a change into their back line but we'll yeah. talk about that yep. in uh, Bounce Sound when we talk about the Eagles and um, yep. Alton the other game was uh, Collingwood versus Giants uh, Collingwood got over the line 9-15-69 to Giants 9 goals 5-59 again a first quarter domination by the Pies could have been all over there's 21 inside 50s, 9 shots at goals, 8 free kicks to 2, but only 22 points up at quarter time. Mm, yeah. And it was um, late goals in each quarter that probably kept them ahead. And they were very lucky to win that game. Yeah, I think the, look, the Pies have always, they're always a very fast starting team. But they don't seem to sustain it for whatever reason. But in saying that, you know, to go, he was he was just brilliant. The other night, and uh, you know, um, you, Thomas, you know, he's really come since that he's come back from this uh, drug charge. He's just been a, a just well, a he revelation got the first for two goals. Yeah. And I thought he's got to be a big night. Didn't see him again really much until the last quarter, but last quarter, Trelaw just ran amok. Yeah, he was just like on fire compared to the week before where he ran out of legs. Mm. Um, one guy that probably everyone was hoping to see do something, and that was. Um, Toby Green and Harley did a thing. No, uh, yeah, Maynard, Maynard played an outstanding game. So uh, he, um, he he apparently put his hand up for the job on the Monday before yeah. and went and told the press, according to Bucks, and he wasn't, wasn't impressed. <laughs> no, he wasn't. But, he but I think after the game, Buckley would have been sitting there, I might do that a bit more often yeah. because it worked and he did the job. And, yeah, I, I've never given Maynard too much credence, but he did the job on him and uh, he had him rattled from... Where it goes, so. yeah, and the big American boy he was much better last week at centre forward. Oh, yeah, much, much he's better. He's certainly starting to get a few grabs and boys in, in the game. Um, I think Phil Dave's got a bit of an injury during the game that sort of affected him. And the only time that sort of looked like Giants were going to be dangerous was when Canulio or Caniglio, however everyone sat, went down forward. He gave him a bit of fight yeah. down there, but then they moved him back into the guts again, and, yeah. Um, Unfortunately, you know, they suffer what the Eagles had a couple of years ago. They can't win on MCG. They need to learn how to win. They probably didn't have the best team in there, but they've got so many midfielders. Mm. You bring Scully back in next year, how different that team's going to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, hopefully they keep a hold of Dylan Shields. Who knows? Um, Josh Kelly, you know? I think Jeremy Cameron's got to stand up a bit more in the forward line there too. You know, like, I think he's very overrated. Mm, yeah, when he's on, he's on. But uh, he needs like need to step in, up. When he's in the team and Patner in the team, mm. together I reckon they work well. Yeah. But those two just haven't played together all year for injuries and stuff like that, and they just showed. Um, Ryan Griffin retired after the game. Watching the game, in hindsight, when I look back, he looked like he didn't want to be there. No. It's like, yeah, he knew halfway through the game that was it. It was gone, and it was weird for him, but he had a good career at the Bulldogs, and he's retired, so yeah. he's one of the other ones. All right, um, with the TNG tipping, I didn't bring it up last week, but um, Dodsey was in the lead, but I think Shell's back in the lead again. Can't remember, but the top five are Dodsey, Shell, Malsey, Nick Nathan, and Raj. Uh, there's only three games to go, and... The only top three can win it, so it's Dodsey, Shell, or Malseed. It's going to come down to margin points, guys. So you want to make sure you get your margin points right to see who wins that. Let's get in and talk about the game that's coming up. 
Let's bounce down. All right, the big prelim final, the Eagles versus Melbourne. It's going to be a ripper. Yeah, that's going to be... It's, 120 uh, on Saturday, 25 degree heat. Will it affect the Demons? Well, I don't, look, I, as we know, it hasn't been that hot here. So it's going to be hard for us as well. Yep. I mean, we've been playing freezing cold temperatures for the last three months. So, um, But it'd be interesting during the week, they're trying to get everyone to buy tickets and have no one there. But it's backfired on. They've got, what, 2,500 people coming. And we've got, <laughs> so it leaves us with about 57. So where it is, though, it's, uh, it's going to be a big day. I can't believe that Neil Mitchell and uh, Free, I think he's Free RW or whatever it is, and yeah. he's calling for you know the screen to have them on. Oh, there. Yes. Going, what planet do you want, mate? Are you going to let the Eagles have their a screen at the MCG with their uh, supporters going on during the game? Get your life, mm. mate. You know some of these uh, Victorian media people. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And uh, look, some Malthouse thing us against them. That's cool. Bring it on. Uh, the more people that disrespect us, I think of a shit. I think it makes it stronger. If I was a coach, I'd be having every negative thing that's been written about us in the last two weeks. We can't make it. This person's not good enough. How do they yeah. get there? I'd have that plastered everywhere. They wouldn't have enough wall space, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, as predicted, Schofield's come in for Shep. Yeah, that's, that's the, the only, only change. change yeah. is. But the Demons made a change with Fritch. Yes. Fritch yeah. Out. And who was Joel Smith coming Joel in? Joel Smith coming in, who was a little bit... He's another two or three inches taller. Is I believe it? he's a bit more mobile. And he's brought, brought in for that Eagles yeah, uh, forward Bailey, line. Bailey kicked 17 goals for the year. And he's played every game except one. And I just thought, he's been pretty impressive. Yes, and yeah. when he played um, a couple of weeks ago, I was watching him. I just thought he's a young gun. He's going to be great for Melbourne. Yeah, and he's pretty unlucky to get dropped. Um, I think the guy, like you said, uh, Joel's a bit taller. He'll probably play probably more on Darling, I reckon. Yeah, I think that looking as I know, like Vardy and and Lysett have been resting down in that forward line. So, mm. and when the three of them in there together. It's going to be. Uh, I don't think they had the height there with the young with the young fella in there. So yeah, they brought Joel Smith in for that reason. There's horses for courses. I said would have been a pretty tough conversation for um, oh. Goodwin to have with yeah. the young fella. So and then and, be doing hey, tough. And if it can happen, and like he'll be hoping that they win and he gets his chance in the grand final, which is the same as any of the Eagles players that are on the sidelines. Um, let's look at some matchups. Like they are talking about Harms is going to go to Shuey or Yo. Um, whichever one it goes, that one's got to stand up. Simple as that. Cause That's I right. I don't think they'll tag both of them. No. And I think for some reason they'll tag Shuey because mm. um, just the way Yoey is, Yoey's more crash and bash and yeah. getting the ball forward where uh, Shuey's more of a set-up sort of player sort of thing. I think Yoey will go head-to-head with Oliver. I'd like to see that happen. I think that the, could happen a lot. Like run with and that. Um, Vine is an interesting one. You know, he usually gets in there and he can play a tagging role and mm. try and lock somebody down. I'd like to get Hutchie. This is what I'd do. I'd put Hutchie on Viney mm. and just negate him and just sit there and be a nuisance the whole game because we know that when Viney comes in, he's a hard player. He gets in and he tackles. I'd just be getting in there and Hutchie just negate him as much as possible, take him out of the game. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'd do, but... I, I'm not yeah. the coach, so... <laughs> It'll be interesting what they do with McGovern too because last time they played Meltram on him. Yeah. Uh, whether Melchum goes there or whether, you know, there's talk about... Um, there's talk about um, Scoey could come in and play on Melchum. 
and him him working in with um, Gov to release that yeah. uh, a bit more. So, I mean, they're going to have to do something because uh, Gov was, only took one inset mark, I think, last time we played him. So, right. um, but Tommy Barras is going to, yeah, they've got a big job because they've got some good forwards there in, oh, yeah. in form. So, Tom, I think it's even all around the ground. Um, and a lot of people saying, oh, well, the Eagles have got Jack Darling and they've got Josh Kennedy, but they've got him there. But with the pressure that the Melbourne mids are going to put on to our mids, are the mids going to be dropping their eyes to kick it to them or they're just going to bomb it in? If they start bombing it, it's going to make it harder for our forwards. So they need to, you know, keep the eyes lowered and look for the passes with those two guys. Because if they do that, I think we're going to be hard to beat. Yes. Mm. Especially if they, uh, uh, what's his name, Kennedy's already got, he's said he's got his cobwebs out the way, so hopefully he does <laughs> yes. a few more. Yes. Um, you know, we've still got um, Real to kick three goals against Melbourne the last game. So I think he's ace in the pack, him and Liam Ryan. I yep. think they're going to create a bit of havoc down there. And even uh, Jetta from uh, Melbourne said, yeah, he's going to have his work cut yeah. out on one of them too. So. Yeah. And Cripper you know, hasn't been in the goals the last last game too much. Put a lot of forward pressure on. Yeah. Uh, and look, Venables, look, I thought Venables was lucky to hold his place because I think he did some good tackling in the last quarter, but he had a lot of possessions. But then again, if he cuts loose, that's what they he, said. he's an unknown. That's what they said. He, his defensive pressure and his tackling... Uh, the last couple of weeks is what's kept him in the side. Yeah, so he attacks and he's proven during the season he can kick a couple of quick goals uh, and his speed is awesome. And Lacroix, well, he's he's as uncanny as they come, so he jumps up and you know, we've got a lot of firepower there. we just got to perform on the night. It's going to be a ripper game. I can't wait. I hope the crowd's as loud as it was last time. I think it's going to be louder. <laughs> I think so as well. Um, a lot of people in the press saying we built the stadium too small, and we did, because you can imagine if you had 70,000, 80,000 people in there, Alan Richardson would be crying. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that guy come on the press again this week and brought up the same shit again. Yeah. Uh, honestly, just, can't, just get over it, mate. It's just unbelievable. Concentrate on your own club. Concentrate on them winning a game instead of worrying about umpires in a different state and the noise or the yeah. non-noise now. Yeah. You know, it's a joke, man. That's just... Uh, can't believe what some people get paid to talk about some shit like that. And we got some tough umpires. We got Nichols again, and he's Meredith is one in it. Yeah, and, and Razor, Razor Ray. Ray. So Razor Ray likes it all to be about him. I don't mind Razor Ray. I think he's pretty good. And I think Nichols is okay if he's you know not intimidated. Mm. Meredith's the one I don't like. I've never liked him, mm. but I'm glad we don't have Margetts. Um, and if Stebic, I don't like Stebic as a umpire as well. And uh, I think there's another guy, Ryan. Number 21, I think he is. He's right. the worst umpire I've seen. Uh, and that's not just because of the Eagles. Any game I've seen, he's one of the worst umpires I've ever seen. So. Yeah. I know, Nicholas Foot it is. Nick right, Foot. yep. Unbelievable. So how he got an umpire and gig, I'd love to know. But again, umpires are there. They're not to be seen. And most of them do a good job. And I don't ever think that they've cost a team a game yet. That's no. It doesn't start this week. No, that's right. <laughs> no. They'll let it go. But... Um, the rule that probably will come under a bit of scrutiny will be that below the knees rule yeah, that yep. we saw last week. I reckon that's going to be looked at a bit more this time. So it's be interesting. You know, um, I think uh, Yoey was complaining about that in the last game against Collingwood. Well, he caught one. Yeah. He caught one in the knee, uh, but he got done for high tackle. 
Yeah, but then and the next night it got given as the same. Yeah. Uh, Jordan record. Lewis and uh, the other one was, but they both got done for uh, tripping. Sure. So uh, it's a, it's amazing how these uh, games are interpreted. Yeah. But they're apparently getting rid of fifty rules out of the rule book, so it's going to be interesting next mm. year to see how it goes. There'll still be too many rules in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gaffy from uh, the Go Footy um, podcast, they're probably doing it right now, and he's probably going to talk about this, but he brought up an interesting stat. So, sorry, Gaffy, I stole a bit of your um, homework. In 94, we had 16 wins and 64 points, the same as this year. We played the Pies in the qualifying and won. We played the Demons in the prelim and won. And then we won a grand final. Is that history repeating itself? It could be. The only thing we might be playing Geelong, so... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Well... We both are going to be picking the Eagles, I guess. Yes, oh, definitely. I, 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 can, I think win by about 18 points, I'm tipping. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm hoping around about 23-24. I reckon we can win. And um, like I said, if we get off to a good start, we have to get off to a good start because that's what costs us. A bit. Yep. You know, I'm sick and tired of playing catch-up footy. I know we've got the game plan in place to can persist with it and get us across the line. But Melbourne's a different uh, team than Collingwood and not as forgiving as Collingwood, and they'll keep us uh, honest. Um, we got back in the round 22, and we got in front, but the last three minutes they kicked three goals, so we don't want to see a repeat of that. Brownlee's going to come up on Monday night. Who's yeah. your prediction? Oh, I think Tom Mitchell will run yeah, away with it. you still Tom Mitchell? Oh, yeah, I think, yeah. i got a feeling Martin's going to win it. Dusty or Dusty Martin. I've just got this feeling I, I think he's going to win it. It'd be an injustice if he won it. He hasn't had as good a year as last year. Well, if you go on the Brownlow predictor and you look at the way it goes, it's out of Tom Mitchell, Max Gorn, Brady Grundy, Elliot Yo, and Dustin Martin. Yeah. They're your top five. So, and just on bets and grounds and stuff like that. And for some reason, yeah, just because of the wins that Richmond have got, I think he just might sneak home. Yeah. in front of Tom Mitchell. be good to see Ruttman win a bit. Oh, geez, I'd be disappointed because I think Coxie should have won two of them. I've always said that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, look, but, like, all right, let's talk about Ruckman. Max Gorn, he's going to be a massive influence on this game. Eagles are going to have to have someone prepared to combat his hit-outs, his clearances, because he is unbelievable. That's right, yeah. They've, they've, got, to, they've got to have a plan B in the middle of the ground. Because Lysett's not going to beat him in the on the ruck. I don't care what anyone says. And, I, and again, I'll say I was pretty disappointed with him in the last game. I think Vardy played really played really well in the ruck, and people bring out all the stats. But when you watch the game, and I watched it again on replay, it was interesting at three quarter at uh, start of the last quarter, Vardy actually started in the centre of the ground, it wasn't Lysett. Um, uh, and I just thought that showed in the game that Vardy was doing far was far superior. So, but. We're going to have to work at, uh, you know, taking, breaking his ruck work and, and start pinching a few of his knocks. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, look, I hope Scotty comes in ready to go. You know, he's virtually oh. going to have to tag him. They, they're virtually actually going to tag. They're going to have to, yeah. And, and, and play off him and make him make him chase them in the forward line instead of letting him roam around taking a few marks, take him, make him come he's and play taking, on you. He's the number one in, intercept marks for Melbourne this year. So, yeah. Um, but if someone, so if you had to pick between Max Gorn and Brodie Grundy, who would you pick? Um, well, I, look, I, I think Brodie Grundy's played a better year myself. Yeah. That's my opinion. I think he's been more consistent around the ground than Max Gorn. I think Max has been very consistent in the last probably half of the season. 
but I reckon Grundy was consistent from word go. I just like Gorn's clearance work mm. and um, his taps and just his, I know, is there something about him that makes people want to play for him? Yeah. And it was a bit like Coxie. Yeah. And, um, and I've probably seen more of him than Brady, Brady Grundy, but like both of them just as good and it'd be good to see either, either of them uh, yeah. growling. Yeah, and look, they, they, they don't play dirty. They're good, good, good nah, players, good, seem good pretty footballers. decent guys. Let's get on with the game. Well, have you got a ticket? Did you get a ticket? No, I didn't get a ticket, mate, So, but that's well, all good. Anyone out there has got a spare ticket and you're looking, you can't get someone to go, Wayne's looking to go to the game, so send it his way. Get onto the Next Generation uh, podcast Facebook page or get onto the Next Generation um, discussion page. You have to, that's a group, it's a closed group. You have to join to get on that. Uh, there's plenty of Above Eagles pages out there, guys. Uh, let's get our voice out there on a Saturday during the game. It's going to be hot, but let's make it unbearable for these demons. Let's make them racist. Let's, let, let's make them go to hell, basically. That's it. That's the way I want to send see. them back. Send um, them back their horns under up their bums. I and hopefully next week when we come to you for our podcast, it's about Eagles being in the grand final and we're talking about adding to our tally and our cups to the cabinet, some that Freo doesn't have any of which I take great joy in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, guys, um, it's a shorter show tonight, but we'll be having a big show next week where we'll dissect the prelim final and we'll be talking about the grand final. We'll just hope the Eagles are in it. Um, again, um, we'll be doing it up at Dan's house, so we'll probably post it a little bit earlier as well because we do, do it a bit earlier. And I'm also on the radio on 88.5 FM, which is Alan Brooks Community Radio down there because... Uh, we post up there a bit and they want to hear a bit about and talk about footy on a show called The Shed. So anyway, Wayne, thanks again for joining. Thanks, Wazza, and have a good week. And let's go Eagles. Yes, let's hope for a big win. Let's go for it. Thanks, guys.